0: We are back for another episode of Love It There. I'm going to start out this week's episode talking about the new Starbucks drinks that have been released.
1: Kelsey, have you tried any of them? Like the holiday ones? Yes, the holiday drinks. No, and I probably never will. I don't think I... Last year, didn't have a single holiday drink. My only special Starbucks drink I get is the pumpkin cream cold brew. That's the only one.
0: Well, the talk on campus has been all about the new starbucks drinks and first of all everyone thought that well maybe this was just me and my friends that were confused but we all thought red cup day was the day that the holiday drinks were being released so red cup day is where they give you like a reusable plastic cup if you get a holiday drink and it's like different every year and it has like holiday design so ever we were all like so excited for red cup day and then we get to the starbucks and there were no cups being given so I guess that's a later date but anyways so the the story I was gonna tell here I digress I got a little (laughs) off topic there what I was gonna say is I have this class that meets on Tuesdays Thursdays and then we have a discussion on Friday and I got to class on Thursday and we like sit in our like groups it's like a group-based class Mm -hmm. and one of the people in my group was like guys like we have a presentation tomorrow. Did anybody remember that we have to give a presentation tomorrow? And literally none of us had any idea. We were all like, oh my God, no, like we all forgot. And so we're sitting in lecture and I'm like, okay, like let's just do it during lecture because, sorry, mom and dad, but none of us ever pay attention in that class. So I'm like, okay, let's just like work on it during this class because like we never pay attention anyway. So let's just like knock it out and get it done. So they're like, okay, yeah, sounds good. So I'm like making this presentation, And I share it in our like Google Drive, like shared folder, whatever. I'm like, okay, guys, it's in there. Like, let's all start working on it. So I'm like chipping away at it. I'm getting the work done. And nobody else is on this document. I don't know what the other three people in my group are doing. But they're all like sitting there, like wasting time doing something. I'm the only one working on this presentation. And I'm like, I don't care because if I'm not doing this, I'm going to be like doing something that's not worthwhile and just like wasting my time. Well, were they just actually paying attention to lecture? No, no, don't (laughs) worry. Never. (laughs) Okay. So I was like, whatever. I don't really care. I'm like friends with them all too. So it's not like they were like annoying me. Like I it's cool. I'll just like do it. I really didn't care. And so I finished it all. I did like all the citations and everything. And I just like sent the PDF of it in our like group chat. And I was like, if you guys want to thank me, the holiday drinks from Starbucks came out today, like as a joke. Right. Because I liked it all. And they were like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that whole thing. Like, what's your Venmo? Like, we'll literally pay you so you can get a drink. And I was like, no, I was just kidding. Like, I'm not giving you my Venmo. And they were like, no, like, seriously, don't like be humble or like, don't be modest or whatever. And they were like, give us your Venmo. I was like, Guys, I'm not taking your money for this presentation that took me like 40 minutes to do. Like it's Wait. really okay. <laughs> so then the next like text that comes through is one of the guys in my group like screenshotted my Venmo profile and like sent it in the group and they were like, everybody Venmo right now. And so they what? all like sent me money to get a Starbucks drink because I did this presentation and I was
1: like starting a little side hustle here. Yeah, I know.
0: Well, it's like, our group like it's not like I'm not even in their group and I did it for them like I'm part of it I'm confused what were they doing I have no idea like just wasting time like we always do I don't know and so then I sent it to I sent like a screenshot of the group chat to my boyfriend and I was like look at like what my group just did like this is so funny I'm dead and then 15 minutes later I get a Venmo from him that he and it says like for a holiday drink Oh like my So now I get two free holiday drinks. And so the reason why I brought this up is because I got one. I got the sugar cookie latte on Friday morning, but I still have money from the, my group that I haven't used. So I'm like, I don't I want to know like what my next drink should be. But you haven't even tried them. So
1: well, what did you just get before we started recording? You went and got a coffee. I did get a coffee. This is just an iced coffee
0: because it is. 7 p.m so I don't want to get anything yeah I mean crazy. an iced
1: coffee at 7 p.m yeah but it's better than like a cold brew or like espresso right do you have a late night or why are you drinking coffee right now to yeah. get through this podcast recording <laughs> to get through this brutal podcast
0: no I'm just kidding I just like want to have a productive night I'm most productive at night so I like yeah you are staying we are up opposites late.
1: Well, if I had people just Venmoing me up the wazoo, I would go get a holiday drink.
0: No, I know. I'm like, what is happening? All of a sudden, I have all these Starbucks funds, and I like didn't even ask for it. So,
1: I think I bought two of the pumpkin cream cold brews myself, and I maybe had a. Th- what is going <laughs> on? Okay, Wait, that was so funny. <laughs> If
0: you're listening and not watching,
1: maybe go to the YouTube and watch what just happened. My okay, this has been (laughs) happening on the program that we record our podcast on and when I use Zoom has just been like putting balloons and bubbles in the background of my video (laughs) at the most random times. So I don't know if it's a new like update with my new laptop or something. At first, I thought it was just this podcast recording program because it happened once when Hallie and I were, like, pre-recording. Yeah, but it's not, never
0: been, like, while we're recording. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it happened on my Zoom because I have, like, a Zoom group that we do every week. And and now it literally just happened again. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe just check that out on the YouTube. Just kidding. It's <laughs> not that great. But plug the YouTube. Kelsey
0: does a lot of hard work to edit the YouTube videos. Oh, my gosh. So just go support her go give her some love she does a lot for that every week and they always turn out really good and like our dad is like a big youtube (laughs) supporter he only watches on the youtube and he loves it he eats it up so if you are curious you should check it out because they actually are good and it's like nice to have the content like the pictures and the videos while we're like talking about it so you don't have to like go back to the Instagram and try to like piece it together with like what you listen to you know it's all just like already done for you so
1: Yes. I mean, I am not a video editor. It is very rudimentary editing, but it gets the <laughs> it point gets across. It gets the job done. Yeah. It does. So, thank you. Speaking of our dad being a supporter of us, he <laughs> did leave us a review and so Aww. if you l- listened to our London episodes, we talked about how we could like speak in British accents and we had a request to speak in our British accents, but we weren't going to do that and Our dad, well, he texted us and he's like, I can't figure out how to leave a review because he watches on YouTube. And I'm like, okay, you can comment on a YouTube, but you can't leave a review. So I had to walk, I had to send him a screen recording of how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Wait, I didn't know that.
1: I swear I don't beg for reviews, but I was just trying We're to like help. We're like bribing them out.
0: our family members <laughs> to leave us reviews.
1: But then lo and behold, I saw a review that was new and I knew it was from him because it, the title of the review is accents. The review, five stars, thank you. Great fun <laughs> and info, but come on, you must do a little British accent. Your audience deserves it. Crying laughing emoji. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know he was like typing that on his phone, being like like chuckling to himself while he's oh, typing it.
1: Definitely with very expressive eyes, how he always yeah. does when he's on his phone, <laughs> laughing to himself. We love you, so. Dad. Oh thanks for the support. Seriously, Dad. Ugh, we we couldn't do it without you. So yes. we love that support. So thank you for that review. <laughs> okay, and then we got one other review too. So thank you guys. We <gasps> okay. seriously ugh, seriously love you guys so 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 much can you tell how much joy we get from these reviews kelsey's tearing up right now probably (laughs) oh my gosh okay this one is says amazing five stars kelsey and hallie's stories get me laughing every episode and i love hearing all the little tidbits about each city love this Ah, yes we love you thank you we love our fans (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, but no, today's episode we are both so excited about. Hallie and I both studied abroad for a short time in Alcala in Spain, and so that's what our episode is on today. It is near and dear to our hearts. We have so many great memories and stories from the time that we spent there, so we are super excited to get into today's episode. So enjoy our episode on Alcala de Henares, Spain. Okay, so we're going to start off by just talking about like what we love about Alcala. which there's so much to love, but it's a smaller town. It's like 40 minutes outside of Madrid and it's super super quaint but it has everything you need I mean it has restaurants it has shopping it has nightlife but it still has this nice little quaint feel to it and there it's not touristy at all Um, yeah when we were there you're really living with the locals people in the shops don't really speak English so we really got to practice our Spanish there so it was a great experience for us to spend time there it has this plaza that's right in the middle of the city and it's just surrounded by the most like beautiful buildings and when you walk up to this plaza you're just kind of like wow this is amazing for some reason I don't know yeah Do you it's like, just like I mean yes it's the way like the
0: architecture was and the whole like layout of the town just was so different than like anything I'd ever like really experienced where there's like the big plaza in the middle and then it's just like surrounded by all these little like shops and restaurants and like local little thing like little shops like I don't know it was just cute and there was like grass in it and so people would like Bring their kids and the kids like if you went there in the evening like kids would just be like running around like kicking the soccer ball and like it's just like where families would go to like hang out and it was just like a central meeting place and it was just like so wholesome and cute i don't even so know
1: wholesome yeah and there was always these flowers there and i just felt like it's just very very beautiful so that was like my favorite part of the city and then also it's nice because it's since it's small you just don't have to walk very far and then you're out in these like kind of countryside areas. So they have like great running trails and then there's like this little like mountain range sort of thing, not like huge mountains. I think like the tallest peak is less than a thousand meters above sea level, but still like hills and things that you can kind of like run up or there's mountain biking trails and stuff like that. So I did a lot of I'll talk a little bit about that later, but that was so fun that you have this little city that wasn't too big because I'm not like a huge city person. But Mm -hmm. they have everything that you need there, and then you walk just outside town, and you have all this open space and land, which was, like, my heaven. I loved it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, like, appreciated it so much because, like, the whole reason I went to study abroad is obviously I wanted to, like, see more places, and, like, I went to Madrid. I went to, like, the big cities because I wanted to see those too, but what I was, like, really wanting to get out of it is to be, like, immersed in, like, the culture and, like, increase like my ability to speak in Spanish and just like learn more about like the way of life there. And I felt like staying in Alcala was the definitely the best way to get that experience because when we did go into Madrid and in the bigger cities, it is just like so touristy and you're not always getting like the authenticity of like what does like a real, how does a real Spaniard live? You know, mm-hmm. you're getting like kind of an Americanized version of it when you right. go to like the big cities. And like you said, like staying in Alcala, like most people didn't speak English. So mm-hmm. like you did not have a choice. Like you had to go in and like figure it out if you're like right. trying to order food because like they can't help you. So for me, I was like so thankful that I decided to like stay there where it was like a little more removed, a little more of like the authentic experience than if I would have stayed in like Madrid or Barcelona or something like that.
1: Yep, I totally agree. So, most people probably don't know Alcala or have never heard of it, which I had never heard of it before I studied abroad there. So, Hallie, do you want to go through like one of their big claims to fame or why somebody maybe, if you've heard of (laughs) Alcala, maybe this would be why?
0: Yeah. So, I didn't even know this like before I got there. But as soon as I got there, (laughs) I was reminded every hour of every day that it was the birthplace of the author of don quixote and the author's name is miguel de cervantes so if you don't know like don quixote is like a really famous story in spanish and it's like been used in a lot of different like americanized movies and stories as well right but there's so many things that are like named after don quixote buildings like in memory of miguel de cervantes and like
1: Yeah, the main plaza is Plaza de Cervantes. So, and they have this huge statue of like, is the statue of supposed to be of Cervantes or is it of Don Quixote, the character? think it's It's one of the two yeah Yeah. and they yeah they have a museum a Cervantes museum which is supposed to be like where he was born like the house where he was born and they've like rebuilt it and modernized it a little bit so that it's a museum and then yeah they have like Cervantes week they celebrate the day he was baptized they celebrate the day (laughs) he died or they have like they commemorate it somehow so yeah this is like their big claim to fame they're like most famous person that came from Alcalá they love him. Yeah. A more recent celebrity that they also claim as a little piece of fame in Alcala was when Justin Bieber went there in 2011. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> after one of his shows in madrid he stayed in alcala and there's a hotel that's like right next to the like university building and apparently he stayed there apparently no he way.
0: i know what building you're talking about yes
1: the parador de what alcala yeah. yeah he went to the mcdonald's in the plaza and there's like pictures of him at that mcdonald's which no we'll talk way. about this mcdonald's later <laughs> But and then he like played soccer on one of the soccer fields there with like his like crew from his stage or from his concert and stayed in that hotel before going on to his next place.
0: That's just uh, but like if so you, random.
1: If you Google like Justin Bieber and Alcala, people have made like videos and they've written <laughs> articles about the like 24 hours that he stayed in Alcala. And when I was there, people were like, Justin Bieber stayed in this hotel. And like, oh
0: my gosh. Stuff. And the way that it was like 12 years ago. And it's still like... Well,
1: when I went... It was 2017, so this was only six years ago that he was there at that time, but That's yeah. so funny. So yeah, since like Hallie and I said, we since we were able to spend a longer period of time there, we were able to experience kind of the way the locals live, and we weren't just visiting as tourists, so we kind of spent our day like locals, and in Spain, they have a very Different day structure than they do in the United States. So a lot of it revolves around meals and eating times. If it seems like you're always eating in Spain, you are. And we'll talk <laughs> about that a little bit more later. But basically, So I'll run through kind of the day schedule and then we'll kind of talk about how we spent our time there with our like fun stories mixed in. But basically you wake up and you eat like a normal breakfast and then you go to work or you go in our case class and then around noon you eat like a light snack, which would be like our American lunchtime. But in Spain, they just eat a light snack because their main lunch meal is after work or school around like two to three. So that's a big meal. And then you go into the period of day called the siesta, which is basically everything closes, everybody sleeps, everybody rests. After the siesta is sometimes when people do like tapas they're another light snack. And then your main dinner meal is not till later like 10 p.m ish and that's like a lighter meal as well nightlife starts really late like after midnight before people are really filling up the bars and it goes into the morning hours so we have lots to talk about regarding nightlife and things like that oh yes get ready (laughs) (laughs) just kidding more of it's gonna be in our
0: madrid episode but i do have like a couple good stories for Alcala, but just
1: Kill just little yeah. teasers so you just can look stay forward tuned to Madrid. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> there were also, along with like differences in the day-to-day schedule, there were differences in like the way that they spoke Spanish as well, and it was interesting for me because obviously this was my first time in Spain, and I had been I've been to Mexico before, I've been to Puerto Rico, and I've been to Cuba, so I've like been around like spanish-speaking countries before and like spoken to people in spanish in different countries and my experience in spain speaking spanish was so different i realized that it's because like in our schools when we're taught spanish in the u.s we're taught how they speak spanish in mexico which makes sense because it's
1: closer geographically country. Yeah. yeah
0: so like it makes sense that they would teach us how to speak the way they speak in mexico because chances are we're going to be interacting with more people from mexico than we are people from spain mm-hmm. but i never realized how different the language is between the way they speak it in mexico and the way they speak it in spain and there were so many times where like the vocabulary was different or like they use different words for different things that caused so much confusion and the story i'll like give to explain this is I was meeting up with Kelsey's host family. So Kelsey stayed with a host family, which she's gonna get into. I stayed not with a host family, but I met up with the host family that Kelsey stayed with when I was in Alcala. And they were making a food dish for me and I was gonna come over and have it. So we're communicating all in Spanish. So I'm like texting this girl in Spanish and I'm like, okay, is is the food for lunch or is it for dinner so the words that we were taught in school is almuerzo is lunch and cena is dinner and then food in general is comida so I said is it for lunch or for dinner and she said it's for comida which <laughs> in my mind it's for food and I'm like you're like okay, but yes. what food yeah what I'm meal? like I, I understand it's food but is it for lunch or for dinner she said no it's for comida I was like what is happening like why how is she not understanding what i'm trying to ask and so i literally like took my phone to my spanish professor and i was like what is this girl trying to tell me like i was so confused and she was like oh no no like she was like you don't understand and so she gave like she stopped class and gave us a whole like mini lesson on like what the meal times are in spain love that Yeah. And it was, it was so informative and helpful. And like nobody else knew, like everybody was just as confused as I was because in Spain, breakfast is the same. It's desayuno. It's breakfast. And then almuerzo is noon, like around noon. So it's what we would consider lunchtime in America. But in Spain, that's not lunchtime. That's like their light snack. And then two to three is like their big lunch meal. And in Spain, they call that comida, which we didn't learn that as a meal. We learned that as the word for food. right? And then merienda is around five, and that's another light snack. And then cena is dinner. But in Spain, they eat it at like 10 p.m., which is just like, what? I, I never will understand that. But yeah, so the whole time she's saying, I'm like, is it for a light snack or is it for dinner? And she's saying... No, it's for lunch. lunch. So, like, she was making sense. Right. But the way we were taught Spanish, it didn't make any sense to me. And so that was just, like, one of the funny moments of, like, the times I can remember. There were so many other miscommunications, but...
1: And that's where, too, not that this is slang, it's just the way that they use the words differently in Spain compared to Mexico or Latin America. But that's the Mm -hmm. thing that you get when you're living with the locals. They're not going to like if you if she and she our host, my host mom, who Hallie was communicating with, she knows no English. So. Mm -hmm. For Spanish speakers that know English, they probably would have explained it better in a way that they know an English speaker would understand. But Hallie was forced to figure out what she meant because she couldn't communicate in a way that Hallie would understand in English. So I just think that that's where you learn a ton when you're communicating Mm -hmm. with these only Spanish speakers.
0: Yeah. Oh, I learned so much. I felt like I was just like the whole time I was there, I was just like, a sponge like absorbing as much
1: information as I could but yeah we'll get into a little bit more about like our experience my experience with my host family compared to Hallie staying in the dorm so like so, for breakfast, my host mom would make me all my meals when I was there because the matriarchs in Spanish culture love feeding people. They pride themselves in being good cooks. And so she was constantly trying to feed me. Like, literally, I was like, I'm so full. I said that phrase so many times. <laughs> like, it tastes delicious, but I cannot eat anymore. So, in the morning, we'll start. We'll start going through kind of like how we spent our day. So in the morning, my host mom would have breakfast ready for me and I'd have like she'd be on this little tray and it would have a coffee and little like crackers and muffins with this apricot jam. And then she'd have wrapped up a little sandwich for me to take with me to my class as my like mid-morning snack. Then I'd just walk to class. It was just down the road. And then we'd go to class and then I'd eat my little picnic at lunch or at, um, at the university. And then I would walk back for the big lunch meal around two to three after classes were over. And so my host mom would have that all ready for me. Um, and that's like the biggest, heaviest meal. And at one point she like put kiwi out for me and she was like, Do you like kiwi? And I was like, Oh, kiwi's my favorite fruit. Like, I love Kiwi. And then every single lunch after that, I had a little bowl of Kiwi. It's just oh, so thoughtful she's and so sweet. cute. Yeah. So she Come had that Maria. for me. But yeah, my food experience was great. So what uh, in the dorms, Hallie? Did you have how was your food? And take us through like your morning through class and then your lunch, like what you would do.
0: Okay, so we would wake up and get like breakfast before class and the breakfast was definitely the most interesting meal that we would have. Like the lunches and the dinners were usually pretty good, but the breakfast was like, (laughs) by the end of the month, I was so sick of it because it was the same thing every day. Like lunch and dinner, they would change up, but breakfast was the same and they would always have like these sunny side up eggs. And they were not cooked at all. Like, they literally (laughs) looked like they had been put on the stovetop for, like, five seconds and then, like, scooped up and put on a plate Oh, because they were so raw. Yeah, so I don't know if this was... It was hard for me to tell if it was just, like, bad, like, dorm food like we have in the U.S. or if it was just, like, how they eat it there. Like, it was hard to tell. Oh, my gosh, one day... (laughs) I have a picture of this because one day with the eggs, they served these like brown, like picture like a sausage link shape, but it was not a sausage link. It was like black, literally looked like poop. It looked like (laughs) a turd on a plate. And none of us knew what they were, but we were, like, so curious. We were just, like, what is this? So we were kind of, like, we, like, all, like, tried a little bit of it. And it was so, like, it was just so bad. And we never figured out what it was. It's probably
1: meat of some kind, just burnt.
0: It was, no, it, like, wasn't burnt. Like, it didn't taste burnt. That's how it was supposed to be. But just, like, none of us knew what it was. I have a picture of it that I'll post on Instagram. So maybe if anybody is cultured and has experienced this food dish before please let me know because I tried to like look it up too and I couldn't figure it out but it was that was like by far like the worst meal the lunches and the dinners were usually pretty good um well I had like the same like class schedule as you we would eat breakfast and then we'd go to class and then right after class we would all be ravenous because we would eat at like Seven thirty in the morning and then they don't eat again until three the thing with lunch they always had salads but they like do not believe in salad dressing there it's only olive oil and vinegar yeah I love that. I don't really I like do salad dressing. So like I didn't care, but like by the end of the month, like
1: everybody was like, what's a girl got to do for some ranch? Like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. No. And we'll talk about this later in the episode, but they, the Mediterranean diet is so much better for you than like yeah. the classic American diet. And that's why they are generally a lot healthier and why yeah. they can get away with free health care. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and then along the lines of like being healthier. So the first day that we were there, I was like getting lunch and there's like a refrigerated section at the beginning before you get to like the hot stuff that they like serve you. So the refrigerated stuff, you just like grab what you want. And so there were like yogurt cups and fruit and then there were, like, cold desserts that they had. So I grabbed, like, a plate of, like, watermelon. And then I think there was, like, a little piece of cake or something. So I grabbed, like, watermelon and cake. And I get up to, like, get my hot food. And they literally started yelling at me because they were like, you can only take one dessert. And I was like, <laughs> I, I did only take one dessert. Like, I took fruit and cake. Like, I only have one dessert. And they were She's like, like watermelon is not dessert they were like no fat, so put the one <laughs> no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding but they were like no watermelon is a dessert like you can either have watermelon or you can have cake but like the fruit is a dessert did they make you put it back or yes they, they made just, me put it back oh my gosh yes because you're only allowed to take one and I think that they were like concerned for us yeah. Americans
1: they were like if all these <laughs> Americans to start to die out yeah <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh so I, I, hilarious. I knew after
0: that because i was literally scared because they were yelling at me in spanish and it was my first day and i was like i can't do this right now that's so funny but after lunch we would well i it was like weird because we always wanted to like go out and do stuff after lunch because like we didn't want to sit and like do our homework because we had just gone out of like five hours of classes so mm-hmm. like that was like the point where we had eaten lunch we wanted to go like walk around and shop and like do fun things because we had like just been sitting in class all day but it was always siesta so we like everything was always closed so then we we're like okay I guess we have to sit here and like either take a nap or like do our homework because there's nothing yeah. else to
1: do. Siestas usually from like three like two thirty to three until five-ish which is like prime time to do stuff before like I mean that's like prime time for Americans before like dinner you know you like go you're done with like school or whatever you're gonna go do stuff but yeah pretty much everything's closed so yeah yeah we spent a lot of time in the McDonald's because (laughs) it had free wi-fi and it was open through the siesta where a lot of the other places were closed and like my Classmate or like my friends, we were all staying in host families. So we didn't have like a dorm or something where we could go back to and all hang out together. So we had to like go convene somewhere. Yeah. So it was usually at the McDonald's, which <laughs> McDonald's in Europe, usually, but especially this one in Alcala it's is bougie. so nice. It's it so, is nice. so nice. They serve like on our last night, we like got all the desserts on the menu because we had been wanting to try them all. Like, they're just, like, cheesecakes and, like, yes. everything. So good. No,
0: we were, like, looking through the menu the first time we went, and we were, like, this is not McDonald's. Like, no. what is this? It was crazy. And, like, the restaurant was so clean. There were, like, yes. such nice tables. and oh, like, there were, like, plants in there. Yeah. And we everything. walked in. I was, like, where are we? Like, this is nice. Yeah. Okay, so – Let's do yay or nay on siesta. Were you a fan or no?
1: I would say no. I mean, I get why they do because they the idea is like you eat this huge meal around three because you haven't really eaten much since the morning yeah. time, and so everybody's just like whoo pooped like we need to re- sleep <laughs> off this off this big meal. But yeah, I don't like that everything's closed. Yeah, and I'm
0: I I agree. To me, it was frustrating and like aggravating because. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the American in us that we expect everything to be like available all the time and like expect the world to like revolve around our schedule because to me it was like so frustrating that like if there was stuff I wanted to get done and I had free time to get it done, I couldn't do it until a couple hours later when everything opened back up again. I like respect that they take that so seriously and that they value rest. And that, that is like such an important part to their culture, which I think is like, Amazing because obviously we don't have that in yeah. American culture. That's why they don't
1: get burnt out. That's why yeah, you know, they can take care of themselves and have the energy to do what they need to do.
0: And it's also how they have the energy to not go out until after midnight. So True. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So
1: both of us would say nay to the siesta. So then when things start to like open up around 5, that's when you could do like tapas or like a light snack or people meet Mm -hmm. up for like drinks or dinner, like a light, light, light dinner. Because then by the time your like real dinner time rolls around, it's like nighttime. It's like 10 p.m. So my host mom would make dinner for me around like 7 or 8 because I would usually try to run in the mornings because it was so hot the summer that both Hallie and I were there, which we were there at totally different times. but. It gets hot in Spain in the summer. And so it was so, so, so hot, like over 100 most of the days. My host mom knew that I like, went to bed kind of early during the week because I would get up and run. So she would make me dinner early. And then she, but she and her husband like would still eat dinner at their normal, like 10 to 11 PM. But she would sit with me and she had this like reality show that was on (laughs) around the time that I would eat my dinner. And so they had like a little TV in their dining room. And so she would sit with me while I ate my dinner and she'd watch her reality TV show. And it was just that's so cute and wholesome and such a spanish family moment it it was
0: literally so (laughs) cute that is so cute yeah for us we would usually get tapas and like maybe like a drink at like five or six because like dinner wasn't even served in the dorm until eight was like the earliest the hours for dinner were eight to ten so it's like Mm -hmm. you had no choice like you had to wait
1: Okay. So let's move into like the nightlife. So most of the weekends, like we said, we went out and did like excursions elsewhere in different Spanish cities. But the like first and last weekend I was in Alcala had great time. So the first weekend that I was there, Real Madrid won the champions league, which is like a huge deal. So the whole town of Alcala, obviously are real Real Madrid fans and so if you win this Champions League, I guess you like automatically qualify for the World Cup. So this was huge. So the whole the streets were just lined. They had and I looked everywhere for my video of this cuz I took a video and I can't find it. But there were people Ugh. with like drums and they were just like That's so cool. Fireworks going off and this was my first weekend here and I was like what just happened and they were all yeah. like they won! going crazy and it was so cool just the energy and that like kicked off the night so then like people start going to the bars and things like that and yeah it was so fun so yeah that was my like first weekend and then I'm pretty sure this was the last weekend we were there we like went out to some of the bars in Alcalá and we met this British rugby team and so they're like going out and When you study abroad and you're like, like we said, we were constantly speaking Spanish and I was staying with a host family. So it's just like a lot of effort to be constantly speaking Spanish and trying to understand. Mm -hmm. And so when you meet other English speakers, it's kind of like like a breath of fresh air. It is. Thank God. It's like a little bit of a break. I can communicate with these people without having to think so hard. And you can actually have genuine conversations because you actually know what you're saying. So when my friend group met this British rugby team, we were like, oh, we're like best friends now. And so we like kind of partied with them and like bounced around to a couple bars. Yeah. And we get to this one bar and I see this one of the rugby players and he's like stumbling around. I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is unwell. Like somebody needs to help him. (laughs) And then he literally projectile vomited all over. And Hallie knows I have a Unhealthy phobia of vomit. yeah so I was like, get me out of this bar as soon as possible like, so
0: dramatic
1: and we get to this other bar later and so we like you know we move on whatever. we left the British rugby team. They all show up, including <laughs> the guy that was unwell at Rally. the other bar he <laughs> rallied and I was like, I'm done. I'm d- we're done. So, those were my my experiences.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, kind of the same thing as Kelsey. Like, most weekends, we, like, went were, like, in other towns. So, we honestly only went out, like, in Alcala a couple of times. And then also, like, if we really wanted to go out and we were in town, we would just, like, take the train to Madrid. But mostly, like, if we wanted to get, like, drinks at night, like, after dinner, we would go to Gato Verde, which is, like... A casual, like, it's open, like, all day. So, like, you can go there and get food. But, like, we would just go and get, like, tapas and drinks. Yeah. And that was, like, our go-to. Like, we loved it there. It was so fun. And then Green Irish Pub is the other place that we went to that was more of, like, a club. Like, there was, like, a DJ in there. It was kind of known as, like, the study abroad bar so like you'd go in and there was like t-shirts from like every like university where people had like studied abroad there and so it was cool because we found like an IU one and so we like all got a picture with it yeah it was fun though a lot of times we would just like like I said we would go to Madrid but like I said the train ride to Madrid well Kelsey said this earlier it's like 40 minutes 40 45 and so we would leave Alcala at like 11 to get into Madrid by midnight because the trains don't run from midnight till 5 30 in the morning. And so we'd get to Madrid by midnight and then we'd like find our way to like wherever we were going. But it caused some problems because <laughs> you can't get a train back to Alcalá until 5:30 in the morning. And so, so you we got literally party had party
1: till the sun
0: comes up. We we actually had no choice; like we were <laughs> stranded until five thirty. I'm like, I oh, twist my arm. Like, I guess oh I'll stay out later.
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is why I did not go into Madrid. <laughs> Alcala has nightclubs. Like, uh, let uh, me just be compared, able to walk home when they Madrid. projectile vomit, and I need yeah, to get
0: out. Yeah, that's actually so fair. No, but but it is like a little concerning. You're like, if something were to happen, like. Sorry, you're stuck until 5 30 a.m. Like it is a little concerning, but so then we would get the train at from Madrid at 5 30 a.m. after a night out, and then it's a 40 minute train ride, so we don't get back to Alcala until after 6 a.m. Oh
1: my god, and
0: it's summertime, so like the sun rises really early, so like the sun is fully up, like it is <laughs> bright outside, and people are getting on the train, like walking to the train station commuting to work
1: so oh they're like dear. getting and you on guys the train are doing the walk to go of shame, to work basically. and
0: we are doing the walk of shame and what made it worse is that our dorm was like a 15 minute walk from the train station and you had to walk through the plaza the main plaza that is oh, yeah. open for the whole town to see and with we the had little no kids choice. playing in the park and yes
1: you girls are
0: yes we are in our
1: stumbling back night club still outfits. drunk
0: Okay, we had 40 minutes on the train. It was just funny.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, honestly, it's like, there's, it's not abnormal for people to like stay out that late though. Like, you might have been like the only ones in Alcala, but in Madrid, like if you would have stayed in the city, there would have been people partying until 6 a.m. Oh, 100%.
0: Like, we were doing like what people do, but it was just because we had to get all the way back to Alcala. And that's, Alcala is just like, you're, stereotypical suburb like it was a lot of families right. a lot of like people that are working not a lot of like young like college age kids it yeah. was basically just like the people studying abroad there
1: all right well let's pivot to something a little bit more wholesome and talk a little <laughs> bit more about like my host family and when you got to meet them so my first impression when I walked into the apartment of my host family where I was staying is literally <laughs> so much color. You guys. I, so much. <laughs> so much. The toilet seat and lid were had flowers. It was like a flower pattern on the toilet seat and lid. <laughs> and then their primary bedroom had like the host mom and dad. They had a floral comforter, pink curtains in this sparkly chandelier.
0: Yep. The chandelier was still there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The couch was pink, like so colorful which i love like if you know my host mom it, it just makes, makes sense. sense yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just such like a happy colorful person and It's also so cute because she has three adult children who all have their grandkids, who who all have children. So she has all her grandkids and there's pictures of them everywhere. But another photo that she had on display in their living room, like this is like their couch faces the TV and right next to the TV center of the living room is her daughter and her daughter's husband fully nude just in this like. like just on their mantle
0: like like one big happy family
1: yeah literally she's like look at my beautiful daughter and son-in-law just like naked on my mantle I'm like and I'm like wondering I'm like first of all I don't know why they had these photos taken but then did the daughter gift the photo to her mother-in-law, or how did, <laughs> the, or to her mother, like how'd the mother get it to have it printed and then decide I'm gonna display this for everybody to see?
0: And it was big too. Yes, like it was, it was not, not just like your four by six, like in a no. little frame. No, no. <laughs> it was fully on display for the whole world to see. Like she was proud.
1: Oh yes, which I mean, beautiful woman. They make a beautiful couple. Yeah, and it's tasteful nudes. Let me say, you know, like she's, strategic she's hand covering. placement. Yeah. yeah, but the, <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> you'll see it.
0: We'll, we'll yeah. post,
1: we'll post it. And so, literally, so much respect for my host family. I met every one of her children and grandchildren, and they are mm-hmm. the nicest people. Like one of my favorite memories of my time in Alcala was the son so she has two daughters and then a son and the son he actually like spoke pretty good english and so talking to him was like really easy because like i mentioned before he knew like the words i was having trouble with or something he would be able to like Talk to me because in Spanish, still, but because he understood English and knew, or like if my grammar was incorrect, he could still understand me. So it was really Mm -hmm. easy to talk to him. And I learned so much Spanish because I was comfortable talking and whatever. But he, was a runner and so when my host mom was like I don't know if you should be like running all by yourself like why don't you meet up with my son and so he would like pick me up and drive me like with his kids and we'd all go to like the Aww. mountains and his wife would walk with the boys and then me and Juan Pablo would like run up the mountains and it, like just talk and it was just like beautiful and it was so fun and just so wholesome and yeah that's it was just so cute yeah, it was really special because I had like recently stopped competing. Like, I was like a competitive runner, and I had just kind of made the transition away from competition and running. And so I, I was like sad that I couldn't do that. But then I was like, okay, but now I get to like share casual running. Like if I was like training and needing to do workouts and stuff like that, like I wouldn't have been able to run like 10-minute pace with him up this mountain. But since I was like, I'm not training for anything. I'm just running for fun. And I can like connect with someone in a totally different world, you know, on this like running thing. And it was so special. And I was just so grateful for moments like that
0: no that's so just like such a unique experience and like you probably wouldn't have like gotten to know him that well if you wouldn't have like had that connection of running and like had that shared passion for it and that's just like that's just what I love about running so much and it's like I like Kelsey was way more involved in running than I was I like stopped after high school but I like have picked it up as like I'm just like a hobby jogger now I literally run so slow but the reason I like still do it is because I love how like social it is and mm-hmm. like I'll just like reach out to people that I like wouldn't normally see in my day-to-day but I know like to run and then we'll like catch up over a run and like yeah without that I probably wouldn't like ever run into them or like talk to them like in that way but it just like brings people together.
1: But yeah anyway so my host family was so great I loved meeting everybody and they like threw this big like party for me on my last night there and the whole family was there and it was seriously so fun and they were all like so sad that I was leaving which was just like so cute you know I was there for such a short time and I could hardly have like really deep conversations with everybody because you know it's a different language whatever yeah. and you know, but they were all so genuine and so nice. And it just honestly made me, they're just so welcoming. And it just taught me like how far that can go to make me feel so comfortable in a situation where I could have been really uncomfortable. They did such a good job of just being warm and welcoming. And yeah, and that's why when my host mom was like, come back and visit me the next time you're in Spain. When I literally told her, I was like, my sister's going to study. Well, this was, you know, six years later when Hallie decides to study abroad there. I texted my host mom and she's been keeping in contact with me these past six years so then when I told her like oh my sister's gonna study abroad this summer like she was so excited (laughs) and I knew she would be too so yeah it was so special when Hallie got to meet them
0: yeah and it was I was so thankful for it because like I said I was in a dorm and so I didn't like get where you're like really like exposed to how like the family dynamic works and so I was like really thankful that I got that experience through Kelsey's host family they made me food on multiple occasions and like I brought my friends with me that I was there with and they like served them food too and it was a testament to like how much of an impact Kelsey that you left on them because like the way they talked about like you to me and like told stories about like your time with them and it's like six years had gone by Mm -hmm. and they were still like cherished like these memories so much about like when you were there it was just so cute I was like oh and they literally
1: loved Kelsey so much literally making me emotional I'm like I just don't even know how to put it in words like how just great and genuine of people that they are and it's, yeah like inspired me to be a better person honestly just like how welcoming they were of Hallie too, Mm -hmm. not knowing her, you know, and just like knowing that she was my sister. And they're like, let's cook all this food for you and take your friends into my and
0: into our home. And like they introduced me to like that was another thing that really stuck out to me about like life in Alcala and like Spanish culture is that literally the entire extended family lived within minutes of each yeah, other and it was so, so cool. it was so cool to just like we got like tapas and then we all went out for ice cream and there was like literally 10 to 15 people that were like all in that family that just like at the drop of the hat they were like oh like yeah let's go get ice cream let's go meet up and bring all the kids and like just one big happy family function and it's just like that is so rare to have like in the U.S. I feel like because everybody like it's so much more common to move like far away and I just feel like they value family so much there that like everybody just stays close by.
1: And I think that's why they were they took us in so strongly it was because to us or to them we were family to them and yeah so important they will do anything for their family and so we just became fam- I mean I became family when I stayed with them and then you're my family so that means you're their family and yeah yeah those ties are just so strong and that was really really cool yeah.
0: Yeah, I was like so thankful for that. That was like one of my favorite experiences. And it was, it helped me practice my Spanish a lot too, mm-hmm. because I would spend like multiple hours at a time with their entire family. I mean, talk about overwhelming when you're like yeah. still trying to learn the language and then you have like eight different people talking to you. And they talk in fast Spanish. And they and... talk so fast. They do not take it easy on you, they no. expect you to just jump right in and know exactly what they're talking about and hence why I was
1: exhausted (laughs) and when I met other English speakers I was like hallelujah
0: it was cool for them too because like I was asking them questions about their culture but then they also were like asking questions about like life in America and yeah they were so interested to hear about like what my life is like because like some of them have never been to America right but it was just like a really cool moment where like both sides were like learning about each other's lives and each other's cultures and I don't know it was just like it's like something that I definitely like will never forget it was cool
1: Okay. So next let's talk about the hospitals. I took a medical translation class. And so part of the class was to spend some time in the hospital and basically practice. But yeah, like I mentioned in Spain, they have a universal healthcare system, which is basically free healthcare, which is just wild compared to the United States and how expensive things are. But yeah, like I mentioned, part of it is, you know, they're a little bit healthier there. I mean, they all like smoke cigarettes, so they have different sort of problems. Yeah, that's the
0: drawback. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But as far as like diabetes, high cholesterol, hypertension, it's like not quite as bad. Those like chronic health conditions that are just like eating up United States, like American health funds, Mm -hmm. that's not as big of an issue there. So that was just interesting. But Hallie was in a hospital for a different reason.
0: Yeah. So one of my friends who is. went there with me was my roommate got really sick when we were there and not like she just had like a really bad like sinus infection that like as soon as she got there she felt sick and this was like three weeks in and she was still so sick and so she was like I need to get some kind of antibiotic or else this like isn't gonna go away and like we still had plans to go to Italy after and so she was like I need to get this figured out so we like asked our professor like where we should go because I mean it's so overwhelming not only are you in a new city where you like Don't really know like where anything is or like the places to go, but everybody's speaking English or everybody's speaking Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, so we were like, we like, and the healthcare system is set up completely different. So we were so overwhelmed, and so our professor kind of like told us what to do, and we had like health insurance through our study abroad program, like we had like a Spanish health insurance card. So she told us where to go. So we go to this hospital, and it was so wild. Like we walk in and. we like go to the front desk and tell her like our information, like what we're there for. And she gives us a number and then we go upstairs and there's just like a screen that tells you like where you are in line. And we waited for maybe five minutes and then we got brought into the office and Megan was like really, she was like not feeling good. So I was like doing all the talking for her and I was like, this is what she's feeling. Like this is what we think it is. Like what are your recommendations? Can she get a prescription? So I'm like, asking all these things in Spanish, which was right. crazy because like, like you did, I was taking like medical classes. So it was cool because before I had gone there and like taking these classes, I would have had no idea like how to say these things. But I like had just learned all of us in my class. So I was like, hey, this is cool. I actually like know how to say these things. And so she's like, okay, this is like what I'm going to prescribe her. Like, this is where you need to go and like send us on our way. So we didn't have to pay anything. We just walked in and walked right. right out. And the whole thing took maybe 15 minutes from the time we walked through the door to the time we left. It was crazy. Insane. With no appointment, like day right. up, just walked in. And then we just walked down to the down the street to the nearest pharmacy and go up and hand them the form. And we were like, this is what the doctor prescribed us. And they said, okay, we'll get it for you. And then I think it was like 20 euros for the medicine. So we had to like pay out of pocket for the medicine. But still, I mean, cheap. It wasn't right. like anything right. crazy. And we got our medicine and that was it. And that was all we had to do. it was mind-blowing yeah. how easy it was, how simple it was for foreigners too. Like it's not like we're even Spanish citizens.
1: Right. Yeah. So it was,
0: it was crazy. But yeah, we both walked out of there and we were like, holy cow, that was amazing.
1: <laughs> so different. Yeah. The United States has some lessons to be learned when it comes to healthcare and healthcare organization. But Yeah. Okay, let's end with some more talk about food. Spanish cuisine is delicious. So I mentioned a little bit about like my host mom cooking for me and my favorite meal that she made. I don't know what it was called, but it was basically like potatoes with a fried egg and chorizo. And it was so good. I think I have a picture of that. And yeah, that was my favorite meal that she made. She also made me paella, which was delicious. She made me paella too. Yeah, her paella is very good. And then in Alcala was the first time that I tried Tinto, which Hallie talked about in the Barcelona episode. And I actually got – they in Alcala they have – which I don't know. I tried to tell Hallie to go here, but I think the place I went is closed now. Closed. But so sad because they have these Tinto <laughs> towers, these huge <laughs> towers of Tinto for like literally like 10 euros. It's insane how cheap it is. You can yeah. Yeah basically bottomless tinto and that was so fun i that was like one of my greatest memories and again it was so hot there so just downing this tinto was needed yeah for sure the
0: something about like how cheap it was i was talking about how we went to gato verde and we'd always get like a tinto and tapas there and it would literally be two euros for like a drink and like the food that they would yeah. give you
1: and that's because we're not in a tourist trap so these are local prices yeah it was so great
0: as far as my favorite food places i could talk about this all day we got the most incredible sushi i've had in my entire life in alcalá at this place called quixote which another hint at don quixote but it was like spelled the japanese way which is like kind of funny
1: but we which is so random that you got such good sushi uh, in yes. spain
0: yeah and i love sushi but like my friends that we were with were like craving it the entire time which like i wasn't really just because i was like i don't know if the sushi here is gonna be that right. good like i don't know and but they were like we need to get sushi here before we leave and like one of our friends that had already went recommended this place to us and she was like it's so good like you guys should go so we're like okay so we go to this quixote place we walk in and there's a sign on the door that says it has a michelin star and we were like we were like is this real and they serve us the sushi and we're like oh can we have soy sauce and the waiter looks at us and he's like
1: you want soy sauce and we're like like my sushi does not need soy sauce
0: yeah we're like yeah we want soy sauce and he's kind of just like smiling and like laughing to himself so he goes to get soy sauce, but he takes forever to bring it back. Like we're sitting there for like five minutes, which is like forever in my mind, because we're like so hungry and we're staring at the sushi in front of us. So I was like, gosh. okay, let's just like we'll just like try it while we had to like, wait for it. Dig the
1: soy sauce out from the back.
0: Yeah. So we try our sushi and all of our jaws like drop to the floor. We all like are just in silence in awe at how good this sushi is. Like none of us had tasted anything like it before. It was incredible and then he finally brings out the soy sauce and none of us even touch it because oh my it like gosh. ruined it it like masked right. how good the flavors were and it was so crazy like we all like talk about this sushi like in our group chat still we're like oh craving quixote right now because it was so amazing
1: still so random so Apple. random
0: Yeah. So if you go to Alcala for some reason, if you find yourself there, it's a must. Go to Quixote. It's a must try. You need to go to Quixote. It was amazing. Another food thing that I really liked was tortilla de patatas, which is like potatoes. Mm-hmm. And eggs and a tortilla. It sounds like a really weird combination, but I swear it was so good. Yeah. And croquetas. Did you ever have croquetas?
1: Yes, I did at like a tapas place. Yeah, it's like so a very good. common
0: tapa, and it's really good. It's basically like fried dough with like cheese cheese and meat. in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It sounds it sounds weird, but it's good.
1: All right. Well, you guys, thanks for letting us kind of run through all of our memories from Alcala. Like we said, that was such a it's such a special place if you're going to Madrid maybe just swing on through Alcala and just see some of the places we were talking about it's magical I promise make sure you stay tuned for our episode next week because we have a very exciting announcement that we're gonna make so stay tuned for that in the meantime make sure again you leave us a review give us five stars follow so you don't miss an episode check out our youtube so you can see my screen malfunction (laughs) yeah
0: we will see you guys next thursday with our big announcement and
1: yeah have a good week guys